This week on Ultra 64, we play Vigilante 8. But will it make sense if we haven't played Vigilantes 1 through 7? God damn it, you stole my <laughs> <Yes>. joke! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. My name is Steve Bentley. I'm Woody Siskowski. Uh, we are joined today by our special guest. Say hello, special guest. Hey, I'm Josiah Coolidge. Uh, welcome, welcome. We're very happy to have you. Uh, Josiah is here because uh, he actually owns a school bus with machine guns in the front. <laughs> you're not supposed to tell anybody that. So, I mean, we, well, we wanted somebody with some expertise, and uh, you're the only one I know. I mean, I yeah. have I have an El Camino, and it, it's equipped for machine guns, but I haven't set that up yet, so I don't know. So we're we're glad to have you. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, thanks and for having me. Thanks for suffering through this game. With us, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was a great, boy. great game. All right, we're we're gonna get into some shit here because we're <laughs> we're we're digging into the history of the car combat game. And I think uh, Woody pointed out earlier that I mean this genre is justifiably dead. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, there's really nothing. It belongs in the graveyard next to the to the final fights. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I've, I feel like some people might be harboring some fond memories of of this game or games like it. And, but they're uh, wrong. It's they're a mistake. Wrong. Yeah. it's a mistake. All right, so let, let's let's dive in a little bit to what the hell Vigilante Eight is, uh, because like we we were talking about, I think most people, if you're familiar with this game at all, it's because. You saw the ads all over the place in gaming magazines. You saw the school bus and Flame, like the flaming school bus shooting at rabbits through the desert. Yeah, it very cartoony vibe to it. Sure, and it's like, hey, this is a cool looking you know ad. I, I don't think the game's a priority, but you know, hey, it's cool <laughs> yeah. looking. Uh, so this game came out. The first game, Vigilante Eight. We're talking about two games today, by the way. I should mention oh, that yeah. there's two games. Uh, so Vigilante 8 was released March 17th, 1999. It's published by Activision and developed by a company called Luxoflux. It also appeared on the PlayStation and the Game Boy Color, and this one was released about nine months after the PlayStation debut. When, do you know when the game Twisted Metal came out, Steve? 1995. Oh, wow. So this one okay. is uh, a direct ripoff. We will get into yeah. that. Uh, Luxoflux was a company that was only around for about 12 years. I feel like most of the developers we talk about went out of business in 2010. Have you noticed that? That seems to be a recurring trend. Huh. I'm trying to think what was happening in the gaming industry in 2010. Something must have tanked out, but a lot of these little companies went under. I mean, um, they were in business for 12 years. I've never heard of I don't think I've ever played Luxo a game Flux. by Luxo You may have. Okay, okay, so besides this series, this was their first game, and besides this series, uh, they're well known for uh, True Crime, Streets of L.A. Do you remember that one? It was billed as like the gritty, uh, uh, celebrity-packed Grand Theft Auto answer, but then it ends with you fighting a dragon. I remember it getting horrible reviews. It's not um, good. And then I think it was Game Informer gave it this very positive review, and it was this like um, shitstorm of angry people talking about how Game Informer didn't actually play their games or something like oh, that. Oh, it's. I mean, I would. But, I would buy. It. I, I vaguely remember it. I just remember Christopher Walken is in it for some reason. Like this was the era when. They were packing games with celebrity talent, even though they were clearly bored and didn't know what they were doing and didn't want to be there. But yeah, so they made the two true crime games, and uh, you know, other than that, after those games kind of petered out, they made some titles for Transformers, Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, uh, but then they finally went under in 2010. Okay, so they have not made a good game. No, no, saying. apparently they have not. Uh, 
So Vigilante 8 is actually a spin-off of another game called Interstate 76. It came out on uh, Windows uh, in 1997. Just just on Windows. Just, just sorry, on Windows. I, I yeah. I'm not even going to make that joke. It's too stupid. So. <laughs> but this is a safe space. Nothing oh, is too stupid I, here. Could, I just... It wasn't even a joke. It was yeah. just my image of this game where you drive old cars in the 70s just sort of plastered over your window looking out to the street. Just on windows. Yeah. Just on decals. Windows. It came out on decals. It was a decal-themed meta experience. You remember that game from when you're on long car rides and you're like walking your hand along like the guardrails? It's yeah. that. They yeah, somehow that. found a way to sell that. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually play 12 it. people bought it. I, get, windows. I guarantee that's like an iPhone game or something. Like a little independently developed iPhone game. Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, this was a spinoff of Interstate 76, uh, and it's called that because these games take place in uh, an alternate 1970s. So this game kind of posits that the gas crisis uh, of the 70s when you know there was a, a real and perceived gas shortage that drove up prices, and it kind of led to the big boom of Japanese cars, like fuel-efficient Japanese cars of the 80s. And it was a. It led to Reagan's eventual election. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sent uh, us down a bad path. So you're saying that we can blame yes. Ronald Reagan for this game series? Yes. <laughs> I yes. Think he's responsible somehow. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Reagan. Uh, so yeah, th- this is kind of positing that that gas crisis led to kind of a fragmenting of the United States. Uh, there were riots and gang warfare and everything. This is all from online. This was yeah. not actually in the game. Uh, they explain it in the manual and everything like that. So it's essentially don't... Mad Max, but everyone is, you know, disco-themed and... Uh, Kinda, yeah. ...platform shoes or... Is... Which, on the surface, I'm not opposed to that. No, it's cool. But, like, so, yeah, the, uh, according to the story of this, all of the police and army and, you know, law enforcement resources had to be rerouted to the major cities on the East Coast because the rioting got so bad. So that basically left all of the West as kind of a lawless wasteland. And uh, there's an evil corporation called Omar. Which evil Corps? <laughs> yeah, it stands for uh, Oil Monopoly Alliance Regime uh, that wants to destroy the United States and capture all of its petroleum reserves. So uh, the Omar uses a group of assassins called the Coyotes to kind of enforce their will in these Western territories. But there's another group called the Vigilantes that are trying to stop them. Now, how many members of the Vigilantes are there? Six. <laughs> and is their goal they to... They <laughs> Is their goal to keep the gas reserves for the people? What they they want to what fold are they it into their fighting against. They want to fold it into their global monopoly. They okay. they want to control all the oil resources wait, wait, in the yeah, world. So the coyotes the, want yeah. to. So the vigilantes are just trying the, to prevent yeah. and the, the US vigilantes from are just like over. not on our watch. <laughs> not on our the watch. vigilantes <laughs> are like this is our land. Okay, yeah, yeah. You remember those heroes that took over that Oregon uh, nature reserve? Yes. Those American <laughs> yeah. patriots, those wonderful people. <laughs> those were uh, the vigilantes. Yeah, that's them. That's okay. Them. Yeah. So why the hell is this game called Vigilante Eight? Oh, okay. It's only six. I think there are eight playable characters, but that's confusing because I think only like four of them are vigilantes. So two of them are just like contractors. Like I, I don't know. I don't like, know. We just need two more for our crew. I guess so vigilante eight just sounded the best. It sounded but better than vigilante get... twelve or vigilante sixteen or something. I don't know. I mean, really, what about just the name vigilante? Is that that's a pretty good name? It's not right? bad. Yeah. I don't feel like the eight adds anything. It doesn't, and it's confusing. It's just. I, I don't I don't get the point of that. Also, also I, I have it... to comment. I feel like 
I feel like naming your evil corporation Omar, I feel like it's vaguely racist. Am I it overthinking does seem that? A little you take like weird. A, it's like a traditional Middle Eastern mm-hmm. name and then you're saying that they're trying to control America and take over <laughs> and all oil, oil reserves. Oil reserves. Yeah. I feel like that's all like right, it feels right. like I mean that maybe I'm overthinking it, but that feels racist to me. Well, I mean a lot of this game is built on uh this game follows the design of uh just think of various stereotypes and fill a character for each stereotype. Yeah, like, a little bit. You get like the exploitation movie Black Guy, uh-huh. the um, you know redneck who drives around in a, a school bus, and like yeah, it was like it, the grizzled old cowboys, the leader of the good guys, and mm-hmm. the evil, the leader of the bad guys, the the coyotes. His name is Sid Burns, and he's he's got big sideburns, and he's an Australian <laughs> terrorist. Yeah, because there's a lot of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, standard okay. stereotype of Australian <laughs> yeah. terrorists, and then the standard the stereotype US. of like the angry beekeeper, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and the disco man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so well, maybe it's not this, totally it's built. Not, on you know, they they have all these stereotypes, but none of them are really like crazy enough to offend anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, true. Sort of just like, it's why true. is there a beekeeper? Yeah, it's just it's real dumb. Uh, all right, let's let's dig into car combat for the for the kids at home who have never had to suffer through one of these Fortunate games. People. So it's basically what it sounds like, right? You know, you strap big-ass guns to your cars and you let them loose in some open arena and call it uh, mm-hmm. call it a day. So you could arguably say the genre began with Spy Hunter, like in the 80s. I mean, you could make that argument. I don't um, think you can make that argument. I think, I think this game is, I mean, it's pretty much directly a ripoff of Twisted Metal, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no dispute of that. I mean, even the, the characters and the artwork and everything seems like... We're not going to get sued, but this is Twisted Metal. It's really Twisted Metal. I think Twisted Metal has a darker tone. Twisted Metal, like a lot of the characters are like inmates or serial killers or something like that. Even though it's kind of cartoony, it's got that sort of weird dark vibe this does this definitely this, seemed like we're gonna make twisted friendly. metal that kids can play yeah so or, and i think yeah families. mostly i think that twisted metal was a playstation exclusive because sony is involved so it was more like hey twisted metal is popular let's rip it off and put it on these other systems so people yeah. on n64 can play a twisted metal knockoff oh absolutely and, and they were big games they were some of the biggest games for the playstation i mean they were they were big hits so yeah. it's an understandable impulse the the gameplay in this is more demolition derby style you put them in a big arena so you're not racing with these cars it's just to kind of get from point a to point well B yeah faster. so i mean i think most i think the real advent of car combat games is super mario kart um with the battle mode i mean you could argue that um, yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah. because the goal here's here's my problem hmm. why do we play racing games what's fun about racing games we want to go fast sure you want to go fast in cars like Ricky bobby you, before us yeah, yeah. yeah. and you want to you want to drive and avoid things and it's exciting i don't know what i like driving around in circles yeah, and exactly. driving into swamps and yeah. losing track of where and anyone is you know what my favorite part of gran turismo was when you stop and ask for directions yeah, and exactly. then like you debate like do i need to figure out what your health is and what the enemy's health is yeah so anyway so i yeah i want to drive fast in my racing games and then why do we play shooters what's fun about that you want to aim, you want to get different weapons, things like that. So essentially, these car combat games, they ruin your ability to go fast because yeah. you're constantly spinning in circles trying to line up with someone. And they ruin your ability to aim because you're driving forward at various times. And your options are either shooting like missiles that home in on the opponent, which isn't that satisfying, 
or constantly missing them with whatever machine gun you have. And your controls are kind of tied up in all the different like things that you have to do with the car, so you can't get any kind of precision like that you're looking for. You can't yeah. get like an aiming mode. And mostly, like I guess, these are often built around you driving to get different power-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, there's just missiles and mines. Um, I don't know. It's, I really like... Um, racing games with weapons involved. I think those sure. are a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But like just the game where you just drive around in a circle and shoot at each other, they just get old really fast. Yeah. And this game has a bizarre mm. thing in the single player mode where there's sort of objectives to do, like you protect various things from the other cars, and then in the second game there was like get briefcases and it was Yeah. Um but again But they also I mean even just the way they tell they tell you at the beginning of the level these are the objectives and then the objectives disappear so you have no idea maybe yeah. they're on the pause menu yeah, or maybe you just so. drive around and hope that and also it doesn't seem there was a level I was playing where I missed an objective yeah, it was like gone but I list. kept playing and then yeah. the, the so I don't know if you're unlocking bonus characters by finishing the objectives, you just get more or... points or something for completing it. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's all super chaotic and unclear. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was more than a small debt to Twisted Metal. I think this game came out on the PlayStation between Twisted Metal 2 and 3. I think by the time it came to the N64, 3 was also out. Okay. So it was already competing with that. Uh, and I mean, I will say I, I played... Twisted Metal Black a lot in the day. That yeah, was the only one I really played. That game really was played. pretty fun. I like it was Twisted pretty Metal cool. Black. And uh, this game does the same thing that the Twisted Metal games did that I like, which is that each character has their own unique storyline. But in Twisted Metal, you get cutscenes and you get cinematics and you get some fun stuff. This is just still frames of text explaining what happened. There's clearly like effort put into this game in the sense that there is a decent variety of characters, a decent variety of levels. Sure. Um, the graphics look all right um, yeah, until okay. yeah until you start clipping into the buildings and scenery and, or, or or randomly sliding sideways uphill and then flying back the other like yeah what the hell was I don't that? understand um, so there's clearly effort put into the game and like you if if this was a fun game I could see someone getting replay value out of it by playing through with different characters and stuff sure. but all of that is dependent on the game being fun which. Spoiler alert, it was not. This was really not. Uh, and I I will say, I went into this game not just with an open mind. Like, I was actively excited to be playing this. This game got pretty decent reviews. It got good reviews. When, when, yeah, because Wikipedia will always link to the reviews that came out at the time. Yeah. And it was like, what do you say, Josiah? Like, solid yeah, four, four, fours out of five? Four and a half out yeah. of five. Yeah. And, and I also was excited about it. Not that I knew anything about this game, but when I looked it up, people were saying, oh, it's kind of like Twisted Metal, but it's like... It's just different. It's a little ripoff of Twisted Metal. I have gone back and played Twisted Metal 2 and 3. Yeah. And it is horrible. I mean... They're not good. No, Worse no. than this. I, I will almost say... Like, really? You know, no way. I think the characters are more fun. It's harder to aim in Twisted Metal than in this game. I can't which imagine is saying Twisted something. Metal is worse than this. No. I don't think it's a worse game overall. I think I had more fun playing this with you guys well, than I did playing Twisted Metal. Because you knew okay, we would have an outlet fair. to come make fun of it that, later. Okay, that's yes. a good point. Yes. Yeah. But, but, so I expected this, like, well, Twisted Metal's kind of clunky, but this one has good reviews. It's probably going to be easier to drive, and I was mistaken. I really had my hopes it's up for that. It's real bad. So we, yeah, there are a couple different modes. There was a single-player mode, which is like the story, and you can select a character and go through that. There's a co-op Yeah, there's two a two-player player co-op mode, which is something that I have a soft spot for in sure. a lot of games because it doesn't come in many games. No. And it's nice when you're playing with someone who's 
not necessarily as good as the, at the game as you or wants to walk through and you don't want to like be shooting at them constantly sure. and you're like let's play the co-op together yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's cool but yeah but again there doesn't seem to be any reward for doing the I mean maybe you unlock more well the fun is the supposed campaign. to be its own reward Josiah well, you're supposed fun. to be rewarded by getting to play Vigilante <laughs> I guess 8 so. yeah. but then why wouldn't you just choose arcade mode where you can play as whoever you want and you can choose the enemies oh I see what you're saying yeah, my campaign do seemed like you could choose multiple levels to start from, so let's... you don't get you don't get the quality storyline. Yeah, you know what? Mode. You're right. You don't I get actually to learn what happens know to about Billy Bob. How, uh, oh god! How the vigilantes take on the yeah. coyotes? Oh my god! Um, that sounds like Canadian football teams. By yeah, the way. it does. <laughs> See, vigilantes versus the coyotes. Um, so, and then obviously, I mean, the focal point of any of these games, you know, should be like the four-player combat mode. Yeah. Um, and boy. This game, we played it, we started with one player, we moved to two player, and we're like, eh, alright, this is not awful. Um, but as soon as you get into more than two players, it becomes real bad. It's because impossible to watch. Yeah. My, my wife was watching us play, and she got up to take an ibuprofen, because <laughs> like it's just constant clatter and noise and polygonal shapes mm. flying around, and you don't know what's happening. Your car essentially takes up... So it's divided. We all remember the joys of split screen. Yes. Where, so it's divided into three or four screens. Your car takes up a good two thirds of your viewing angle, especially if you pick the school bus or yeah. something like that. Um, I mean, hum- hum- humble brag a bit, but I'm playing on a pretty big TV. Well, what like, did you say? You're like 40, 40, 40 almost 46, 48 yeah. inch, something like that. It's you like can't a, see anything. It's a big TV. Yeah. And this especially just looks like because the camera nonsense. angle is weirdly like pointed towards the ground too yeah. like it's not like you can so you see i mean a little sliver of ahead of you and the rest of it is the ground and your car yeah so mostly you have no idea where the other cars are when you do finally find someone you both just kind of stop and sit there and yeah. just kind of just drive machine gun rounds into each other and cars take a long time to get destroyed in this game we were talking about that we couldn't really tell long. what was actually damaging us because it seems like okay it does some damage if you ram your car into another car that seems to be the most effective way to do damage machine gun fire doesn't seem to do anything uh missiles don't seem to do anything well i mean they just cars just take really long to die yeah so it makes it really boring and apparently we couldn't figure this out but from looking at it apparently there's like a a a fighting game style combo system that you can do with this which is really awkward yeah i don't know why they would expect anyone as excited to memorize yeah, it's Weird really hard to, yeah. just to shoot a to different press kind of up, rocket. down, up, while you're trying to drive your car. It's, yeah. There's a hidden character in this game, too. I don't know if I told you guys that. No. This, the N64 has... A, well, okay, the character's in all versions, but the N64 has an exclusive story mode for Y, the alien. The, the, the letter Y. That's it. Well, that's exciting. I'm not excited to play Y, the alien. I wouldn't no. care about that. Uh, and then yeah, then, then we played another game. We, we played Vigilante the, the Eight. One, the one oh, other okay. thing I want to say yeah. about Vigilante Eight. Uh, so this is the one of the other things I remember. We remember the print ads, and I remember this commercial that was on TV. It was uh, a bus driver drops off some kids at school, and then he drives off, and we cut to footage of the game. And the the game's signature vehicle is a school bus, you know. So uh, it's driven by a, a juvenile delinquent named Molo. And he's driving a school bus, and so they show game footage from the game, and he's shooting, and he's crashing, and everything. And then uh, it cuts back to the bus driver pulling up in front of the school, but the bus is on fire, and it has bullet holes all in it. That was playing for about a month, and then came April of 1999 with the Columbine oh. Massacre. Uh, so they immediately pulled 
the commercials from the air, and for the second game, they changed the bus into a prison bus. And that was in a direct response to that. Like, they didn't want to appear insensitive on that issue, so... That was, a, that was like, a fun fact, but, like... It was, like, a Which, fun fact, but, but it wasn't fun. Fact. Yeah. It was, yeah, like, it was a sad like, fun like, fact. Sad for fun them, fact. I guess. I it mean... Was a nice call. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could say... I, this is the only time I'll say this. Classy move, Vigilante <laughs> Wait, what was the name? I already forgot the name of the company. That Fluxo? Produces. Luxo Flux. Yeah. yeah. Well, Luxo, Luxo Flux, Flux. well-known for its uh, social sensitivities. <laughs> yeah, are. look, they might not have made good games, Dare. but they really respected the hell out of school. Yeah. Stereotypical characters and their evil, possibly Arab corporation. Uh, all right, so let's move on to Vigilante 8 Second Defense. This one came out on February 1st, 2000. It also appeared on the PlayStation and the Dreamcast. So we entered yeah. the Dreamcast era for this next one. Uh, so the plot, there's a plot in this one. This flashes forward to the future, the far-off distant year of 2017. Uh, and uh, the Coyotes have lost, and Omar has missed out on the American oil market. They still control the rest of the world, okay. but they don't have America, and uh, they're pretty upset about that. So sure. the one surviving member of the Coyotes... Decides to right that wrong. He travels back in time to 1977, so two years after the first game took place, to uh, change history. And so there's lots of different changes. Uh, Convoy, who's a cowboy character, who's the leader of the vigilantes, he's dead. Uh, Dave, who's like a crazy hippie character, is no longer in the game, but now he can play as three cultists who have kind of built a cult around Dave. Are those the were those the weird motorcycle guys? No, those are okay. those are different people. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're for some reason. Some of these cars have three drivers. Yeah, no, it was really weird. But One of the cars was like, the, the characters were like these three motorcycle guys. Yeah. And it was, the car was just, one guy on a motorcycle with a cab. There was no one in the cab. Yeah. And you're like, why are there three drivers? Like, Josiah they asked, off? are they just two guys huddled, length well, on yeah, top I wonder, of each is other there in the cab? a combo where one of them flips out and the other, then the driver sits in and then he's driving them? I think they're just doing the Saw the Lady in Half trick in that sidecar. They're just like all <laughs> yeah. folded up, all snug, and then, you know, they can impress some kids when they stop off. And yeah, like I said, so. Hey, kids, um, you want to get in my sidecar? <laughs> the only returning coyote characters were Boogie, who's a disco dancing. Uh, Guy, I don't know what his deal is. He's and, a disco uh, dancing guy. You don't need more of a deal than that. Uh, yeah, the Simpsons built a whole character out of that. <laughs> a char- a character that I still vacillate on. Like I go back and forth. With, I always love seeing Disco Stew, but I also acknowledge that he's just the dumbest character. Like <laughs> he's he the dumber. Opposite. Is he dumber than the sea captain? Yes. Okay. I would say yes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I, I like the sea captain more. I would defend him a little more. Uh, so this game introduced... Well, no, it doesn't introduce co-op. That that was already happened. But yeah, it we, have, we just suck- talked about that, Steve. Pay I'm attention. Sorry, I fucked up. This game melted my brain. Uh, it does introduce something called salvage system, where you can knock parts off of other players' cars and use them to enhance or repair your own. Wait, you could do that? But again, there's Apparently. no indication that any of the, these things... Are happening. Or even part of the game. Like, uh, for, I think for these uh, features to take effect, the game would not need to be a broken mess of shit. Yeah. Yeah, and this is have a to be broken a ass game. Yeah, we were like, car. we played the first Vigilante 8, and we're like, yeah. all right, this is not that good. But, like, I was thinking... But compared to the, the second maybe one, Maybe there's yeah. room for, like, things to improve in the second sure. one. Like, maybe it'll look better, the camera angle will be better, and it and it will play better. Holy shit. No. Vigilante 8, second offense, I was... I was offended by it. Um, I, I don't twice. think it's a completed yeah. game. I think they... I, I thought that somebody, like... I thought you have a broken cartridge or something, Steve. I think I somebody like swapped it. in 
some half-finished demo build of this game and somehow put the Vigilante 8 second offense. We were all three of us yelling at the TV trying to play I this mean, piece of shit. I mean, the one level we played was in a, in the bayou. Yeah. And there were parts of the swamp that you could drive in. There were parts that would sink your ship. And there the, were alligators and like floating around. And, like, 70% of what you could see was just black. It was just it sludge. Was just, you were just driving through black and then randomly you would fall into the swamp yeah and yeah then, a little note for luxo flux how about don't make levels in the pitch black if why is it at night why yeah, it look it yeah. looks terrible and so you're yeah the louisiana level we're driving through a swamp and like half the level is covered in the swamp water that makes your car slow to a crawl and also some of it you can sink in and some of it you can drive through. There's no indication between which is which. And the game controls like shit. Like, you, when you're driving oh, yeah. and you turn left, the car will, like, not... There's, like, a delay in the turn, and then the car will, like, violently turn left. It, yeah. I got to the point where my camera was just constantly rotating in a it circle. It almost was to the point where I was like, is there something wrong with this control? Well, no, I because, I, because we were playing fine on the other one. Yeah. Like, at least the other... The other one, when we first started playing, I was like, this is smoother than I thought it yeah, would be. Sure. Like, it wasn't actually... Looking back, compared to the yeah. second one, it wasn't too bad. We got yeah. nostalgic for Vigilante 8. <laughs> we were in the process of playing Vigilante 8 too. <laughs> the terrible game we played five minutes before looked so much better by yeah. comparison. Like, it this was, was bizarrely bad. Like, I don't know what they were doing. Even when we, we switched over, we start, this time we started playing multiplayer just because like, we wanted to get all this into it. And then we went back and we tried one-player mode. And it even plays a little better. Like the, the like, graphics are better. You can at least you can see, see what's, what's going on. It still wasn't good. I was still like clipping in between like mm-hmm. guardrails and stuff like that, and completely unable to do damage to anything or tell what my damage meter was saying. Or it's just completely. I mean, yeah, there was a, a point where you were, had driven into the house, and then your car sort of slowly just drifted to the left until you were out of the house. Yeah, but it didn't. None of it made any sense. The controls were not was, working at all. Yeah. Oh, man. This is just... This one's garbage. This one is hot garbage. Uh, <laughs> we have more to say about Vigilante 8 I, I will defend it for a, a minute. Okay. Oh, yeah, The please. soundtrack in both of these games <laughs> is kind of great. Like it's, I, it's very, like, lo-fi, midi, like disco music which and I, is clever well and also when you're down to the point that you're saying but at least the soundtrack is great like it's obviously not a good game yeah the first game you get the you know the little, the little, little bit disco of funk noises. in there yeah yeah but and, it's it's all obscured by the sounds of the constant machine gun and cars driving around yeah and again I'm I'm in favor of this setting I like the alternate history 70s thing I like the aesthetic I, I think it was going for Something campier than Twisted Metal was able to pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just doesn't work. And I, it, a lot of it's the genre. A lot of it is just this genre it's, doesn't play it's well. It's hard anymore. to have very much personality in a car combat game, even though you know it shows the characters and then it will... Um, oh, the cars. You know, there's a lot of interesting cars, especially in the second one. There's well, an but, astronaut who drives a Moonlander. Sure. And then there's this robot who uses this floating gold car. Yeah. Um, but once you just start driving around, a lot of that personality is well, and I, Yeah, I think that's the, uh, the thing about Twisted Metal is when you go back and play it, there's... What is his name? Axel, who has, like, two big wheels. And oh, yeah, And yeah, the yeah. sides of him. You have a clown. Like, they're all... Kind of creepy, like cool. They have backstory, and then Twisted Metal Black really leaned into that yeah. story. It got it went like real serial killery dark with it, and uh, and this one could have interesting characters, but there's no voices. They're not 
most of the a lot of the cards look the same when you're playing. Yeah. I couldn't tell if they were like especially when we were playing the one player mode, I couldn't tell if these were actual characters or just NPC like obviously they're NPC, but I couldn't yeah, tell yeah. if they were just like uniform school buses driving around. It's it's really there's no personality to any of no. the, the cars or characters. No, no. There's just like there's nothing to grab onto. Like it's ugh, it's it's just garbage. Uh, so I guess the other, other, only other thing to say about this, uh, so that when, was... when did Vigilante 8 Third Offense come out, Steve? Oh, when you it... know what? Somehow it never did. Uh, again, inexplicably, both of these games received some pretty good reviews, but, uh, Vigilante 8 Second Offense failed to outsell Twisted Metal 4, uh, which, you know, already four games into the franchise, and it was still beating this. So, uh, Activision just decided to pull the plug on the series, this same engine was used for another Luxoflux game, Star Wars Demolition, uh, oh. which I vaguely remember. I think it was a Dreamcast game. What's 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 the premise behind Star Wars Demolition? I, what do you? I think everybody's just they're trying to assassinate Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, they just introduce him. It's kind of I like a capture the flag thing. Need to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> I love Star Wars, but man, sure. not that much. I don't um, want to. Vid- see Luxo Flux ever again. <laughs> don't worry. Thank God I you don't can't. You can't. Yeah. Uh, is there of- any other Luxo Flux games for N64? No, not for N64. No, no I think it was just good. these two. Uh, and then, yeah, the true crime games. And then uh, they did actually release a remake of these two games on the Xbox Live Arcade a couple years ago. If either of you, who, if any of you have an Xbox and want to try that and let us know if it's any good, I'm not gonna. I will not spend money. <laughs> I um, hope. Uh, <laughs> probably better than these. It, I mean, you would think it would have to be, but... Uh, and then the only other thing that uh, they were trying to promote this second game with a comic book series uh, that was going to kind of fill in a lot of the gaps of the story and kind of uh, go into individual characters, which I could see the potential of this to be fun because... Two years ago, DC released Wacky Raceland. Yeah. Did either of you read that? I read that. It is fucking nuts and amazing. So it's it's basically a hardcore, gritty reboot of the Wacky Races cartoon from the 60s, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And they went super dumb and super manipulative and gross with it. And each issue featured a different character and went into their twisted backstory. So, like, the, the hillbilly is, like this mentally damaged guy who killed a bear with his bare hand it's it's nuts uh and all they the, all those it. uh all those Hanna Barbera reboots were pretty good i like oh, man. i like the flintstones one the most and then the scooby doo one i liked a lot i, I uh, just started reading the snagglepuss one oh I, that one's new isn't it it's new and it's from the writer of the flintstones okay. and uh snagglepuss is now a gay uh, uh playwright in the 1950s who's being pressured to uh, uh, rat on people for the uh, House on American Activities Committee. Oh, man. So people are extorting him with, like, photos of him going to the Stonewall in New York and everything like that. It's that really wonderful. fucking cool yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, like, a limited series, like, four or five. But, yeah, check out Snagglepuss. It's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, the, the comic book tie-in for Vigilante 8 is not cool. It got one issue, and then they pulled the plug on it. Well, see, I was going to say, like, that's an interesting enough world that someone could maybe make a good comic but yeah, I don't no, trust I whoever they made a good... was involved in this game I don't trust them to write yeah. anything they made a fun comic book on like Overwatch uh, where it's kind of following a similar premise where you go into different characters but again that's just a more interesting sophisticated world than this uh, so let's move on uh, and put the fucking last nails in the coffin of Vigilante Ooh. 8 because uh, I, I don't think there's any surprise that neither none of us liked this game very much at all. But uh, So for new listeners, each week we go through and we rank all the games we've been playing as we've been playing them. 
Currently, my number one game on the system is Banjo-Kazooie, and my very worst game out of 22 that we played so far is Super Bowling. Woody's is uh, only slightly different. His number one game is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. His number 22 is Super Bowling. So Super Bowling is not great, but you know what? Vigilante 8, Second Offense, is worse. Yes! Wow. Me. I am putting was... Second Offense as my new bottom nice. game. Uh, I would actually put Vigilante 8 just sandwiching Super Bowling, because I think it's a little worse than Nagano Winter Olympics. Whoa, really? Yeah, I would say I that. Vigilante 8 was like... The, I it was mine. I mean, it wasn't... I didn't uh, like it. I didn't like it. I couldn't tell what was happening. It's just this chaotic mess. It's uh, poorly designed. It's just not fun to play. Let me see. And, yeah, uh, let me see the list over it's, here. It's Steve. worlds better than uh, Volume Two or, or Second Offense or whatever. That's my new very bottom game, and in, in, and that's going to be a tough one to beat, I think. Oh man. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. Where Where do you guys think? Boy, this is. This, I'm actually. I'm. I'm really having trouble with this one, Steve. This is the hardest one so far. Really. The debate between Super Bowling and Vigilante Eight. I'm comfortable. Super Bowling was so boring. Super like, this it was boring, but it didn't infuriate me like this game did. It's so rare to find truly infuriating games, though. And I mean, I guess you could potentially argue that Super Bowling is worthier of the bottom spot because you don't feel anything about it. Also, <laughs> I, I also have a grudge against Super Bowling that it's like a one hundred dollar cartridge due to its rarity. <laughs> Two hundred dollar uh, cartridge, oh yeah, at least, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, just to, just to mix it up so we're not the same, I'm going to put Vigilante Eight Second Offense over Super over Super Bowl. Okay. I agree. Just over in the 21 yeah. spot. Yeah. I agree. They're both shit games. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't play them. No, But, no, no. Um, again, Vigilante 8... Super... Yeah, Super Bowling is just so bland because it's just a yeah. bo- bowling game. Um, whereas... Vigilante 8 Second Offense is just actively weird and ter- surprising in its terribleness. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, no, then, I, I really, yeah, like I said, I think we all went into this really wanting to like this game. Like... Yeah, like, I, I Googled it and I... I saw the reviews and I was like, wow, this is a super fun, this is going to be a really fun game. I'm excited. It sounded yeah. enjoyable. It's Welcome like... to our world, Josiah. <laughs> yeah. We get to play these games. Yeah, I was saying, we went through this spat of playing like uh, Turok, Tony Hawk, um, Mortal Kombat, Pokemon Snap. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, I'm excited really about this do. podcast. It's, it's been a while yeah, since like, we've had oh, a real turn. This. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember what most of this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to put uh, First Vigilante under Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. Wow, okay, all I right. Still, you were definitely kinder to these than I was, but not I by much. I still do not like these bowling games. They're... That's fair, that's fair. The bowling games are just basically non-existent. Actually, no, wait, I'm taking back, Steve. Okay. I'm putting it under Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling. Under Brunswick, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. because that, that's, that's one I don't think you guys remember better. the difference between these bowling oh. games. <laughs> I, I, I just remember that Brunswick was, like, the realistic one, like, yeah. and it was just, it was it was inoffensive but functional. Yeah. Uh I'm saying if I had a group of, if I had three friends over and for some reason our only options of games to play were Vigilante 8 and Brunswick uh, Pro Circuit Bowling, I would be like, Writers of the Saw movie franchise, (laughs) pay attention. (laughs) Because that's the only scenario I can see where this is acceptable. (laughs) Someone holds you hostage and also wants to play an N64 game. Yeah, and I'm soon to have, in this situation, I'm... Soon to have zero friends. These are my three <laughs> friends. I'm like, look at these games I own, guys. You're trying to get rid of your last three <laughs> yeah, friends. Exactly. Um, well, if I was trying to get rid of them, we would play Vigilante 8. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I may I'm not be that. married anymore. Yeah. Just, she wasn't even playing. She was just watching. But I, I think that's grounds for divorce in most states. 
uh, Josiah, we, we usually offer the the uh, uh, opportunity to rank the games you've played so far. So, I think you're going to shock us and all And you know here. what? I After listening to your Tony Hawk episode, mm-hmm. I plugged in my PS2. I played Tony Hawk 1. So I'm going to include that in my rankings yeah, because I want to rank one good game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tony Hawk 1. Amazing game. Fantastic game. I will continue the shaming of you for not knowing... I never played it. I never played it. <laughs> I never played it before that. How do you get the high show? scores without it? <laughs> By being fucking you have to Reaver and manual. Uh, anyway, Tony My Hawk high scores one. carried over from the first game. Thank you. <laughs> Tony Hawk One, amazing game. Uh, Vigilante Eight. It's a game. <laughs> I was here for it. I'm yeah. very happy to be here. Not yes. for that game. And then way, 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 way down there is Vigilante Eight. Part two, second, second edition, second the offense. sequel, yes. whatever, whatever they sequel. want to call it. <laughs> um, I don't know what they started shooting up after making the first game, but they forgot how to make a video game. And yeah, I, I remember. Reading, I wish them well in their unemployment. And I remember reading the Wikipedia page, and it said. Uh, I was really impressed because it says, oh, well, this game was developed by just five people. And now I'm like, oh, oh yep. That makes sense. That seems like you know a what? lot. I'm, I'm, yeah. In that case, good job, guys. Yeah. You, you guys really nailed it. The world of worst sequels is always very bizarre to me, especially yeah. for this kind of game. Because, like, can't you just reuse the sprites on the game engine? Like, and how like, could it how? possibly it, be? It is, like, functionally identical in most ways. Yeah. It's just It just plays worse and worse. looks worse and sounds worse. It kind of reminds me hard of to uh, Extreme G2. Yeah. Like, like, but it, but Extreme G even more so. Extreme G was really, really fun, and then Extreme G2 is just this weird, unplayable mess. Okay, we've gone very long, so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if Stick around next week, because we have uh, potentially better games coming up next week. We're playing Snowboard Kids and Snowboard Kids 2. I've played, not potentially, I guarantee those will be better games. Okay. I uh, guarantee. I've, I've had only very limited uh, hands-on experience with okay. them, but I enjoyed it from yeah. what I played. So we'll we'll be playing that next week. Uh, and uh, thank you so much, Josiah, for coming by. Yeah, thanks for being on the me. show. It's been really fun. Sorry we didn't have a better game. That's okay. We'll, we'll recruit happens. you for the Madden games next. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm that. sure Madden 98 will be a yeah. uh, Okay, a great, all right. Because you're going to have to walk us through that because I don't know <laughs> shit about football. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can find us at ultra64podcast.com. We've got all of our social media, what's it's and links and everything. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Send us an email. We didn't have one this week, but we've gotten a couple emails lately, and they've been super fun. I, so, give, uh, I give our show five stars, Steve. I do it I all should, the time. Yeah, and I, I, I should vote early, vote often, people. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough to have a star rating on iTunes now. We barely have any nice. listeners, but I love all of you. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, so tune in next week. Uh, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>